فِيهَا عَيْنٌ In it, in paradise, are عَيْنٌ Flowing spring. And عَيْن is singular, but it's ism jins, meaning it can also be used for plural. So it doesn't mean there's only one spring. What is meant is there are springs that are jariyah, that are flowing, flowing. Jara yajri, to flow, tajri. Tajri min tahtiha al-anhar, running freely. Meaning, it's not stagnant water. We learn that in Jannah there are gardens, rivers, springs. إِنَّ الْمُتَّقِينَ فِي جَنَّاتٍ وَعُيُونَ فِيهَا سُرُرٌ مَرْفُوعَةٌ In it, in paradise, are surur, couches, plural of the word sarir. What is sarir? A bed or a couch or a throne that is for sitting and for reclining. It's big enough that you can even lie down on it. But it's marfu'ah. These are elevated, raised high. Meaning comfortable places to sit that are not just comfortable but also beautiful. And then they're also raised high. Why raised high? Why? Is there a difference between sitting on the floor and sitting on a couch? Hmm? What's the difference? You see better. Isn't it? Maybe the distance between the floor and the couch doesn't really matter. But perhaps if you are on penthouse, if you're in the penthouse, then what happens? Is there a difference in the view? Is there? Yes. So فِيهَا سُرُرٌ marfu'ah. Couches that are raised high. Why? For comfort, but also because they bring a better view. فِيهَا سُرُرٌ marfu'ah. Relaxing, enjoying the beauty of paradise. True beauty. What happens in this world? People like to have big TV screens in front of their bed. Right? So that from the comfort of their bed, they can watch whatever they like. Or maybe, not a TV screen, maybe they want big windows. Right? Or if they book a hotel room somewhere, what do they want? Windows that are facing what? Another building? Is that what people want? No. The view. The view matters so much. فِيهَا سُرُرٌ مَرْفُوعًا Imagine Jannah. وَأَكْوَابٌ مَوْضُوعًا أَكْوَاب Plural of kub. Remember kub? A cup without a handle. مَوْضُوعًا Put in place. وَوْضَادْعِينَ وَضَعَ To put something. So مَوْضُوعًا Meaning that which is put down, laid down. Meaning set. Set in place. Always there. وَأَكْوَابٌ مَوْضُوعًا Because what happens is in this world, you drink from your favorite cup, but then it gets dirty and it has to go in the dishwasher. And the next time you need it, you can't find it. You don't know if you left it by your bed or you left it on your table or you left it in the sink. مَوْضُوعًا Always set. Always there. Always served. So no need to order and request and wait for it to arrive. No, maldua. Whenever they wish, they will drink. Wanamariku masfufa. And cushions that are lined up. Namarik numruka. What is numruka? A small pillow that is used for support. Or that you just recline on. Not a big one, a small one. So namarik that are masfufa, lined up, arranged in rows. Why? Why arranged in rows? Does it matter if cushions are just thrown randomly and then they're arranged in rows? Maybe you wonder that why is your mom so particular? Make sure you put the cushions properly. And you're like, what's the big deal? It's just cushions. 
But does it matter? Does it matter? Yes. When you see a room that is nice and clean, organized, everything in its place, arranged beautifully, it's inviting you. Isn't it? And when you go to a place that's messy, what happens? You don't even want to go there. Because it's it's calling you to work. Isn't it? نَمَارِقُ masfufa, Arranged, set in place, in rows. Why? So that people can just come and relax and enjoy. Ibn Abbas anhu said that لَيْسَ فِي الْآخِرَةِ مِمَّا فِي الدُّنْيَا إِلَّا أَسْمَاءِ the only thing that resembles between the things of this world and the things of paradise are names. That's it. So when you're thinking about the cushions of paradise, don't think, oh, your small, flat cushions of this world. No. When you're thinking about cups, don't think of cups of this world. It's just the names are similar, but the reality is very different. And carpets that are spread around. Zarabi, plural of the word, zarbiya, which is used for a fancy carpet or a small rug. But you see, some rugs are such that you step on them and you're like, it's not comfortable. It's pokey. You know, the fibers are very rough. Right? Zarabi, zarbiya is used for a rug or a carpet that is of soft material. Soft material. And it's also used for bedding or mattress or something like that which is placed on the saddle of a horse. Why would you put something soft on the saddle of a horse? Because you have to sit on it. And if you're sitting on it for long, it better be comfortable. It should not hurt you. So zarabiyu mabathusa Carpets that are soft, plush, mabathusa Spread around. Batha is to spread. So carpets that are unrolled, not rolled and put on the side, unrolled. And mabathutha scattered, meaning all over, in different places. What happens when you go to a picnic with a whole lot of people? Different people bring different things. Some people bring mats to sit on. Then what happens? Those mats are where? Everywhere? No. Only in certain locations. So as you're walking, you want to sit down, and enjoy, but where is the sitting place? Really far. You have to walk all the way. What do we see? In Jannah, Mabasusa, everywhere. Spread around. So no matter where you are, you want to sit down, have a picnic, rest, enjoy, go ahead. Wazarabiyu Mabasusa. And even in this world you will see in fancier places, there are sitting arrangements where? All over the place. Right? In the sense that if you go to a fancy building or the house of a very wealthy person, what will you find in their house? That there is a sitting place in the foyer, right outside the main door, and then inside in the rooms, and then outside the rooms also. Why so much? Why? I wonder sometimes that why do you need a plush fancy chair that costs like $700 right by your door? Why would you want it? Well, just in case you want to sit. It's there for you. So that you don't have to stand. It's a part of honoring somebody. Isn't it? Some people have sitting arrangement right outside their house. I mean, who sits there? Seriously, who sits right outside their house on that big chair? 
I haven't seen anybody sitting on the chairs outside their main door. Yes, people sit in the backyard, but not in front of their front door. But why is it there? So that the mailman can sit? The delivery man can sit? Pure later guy can sit? No, nobody sits there. Why is it there then? Just in case. Hmm? Not just showing off, not just that, but it's a part of welcoming people. That your front door is not boring, it's inviting. Go ahead. Yes, that's also a very good point that we see the variety here. That there is couches that are raised high and then there are cushions that are arranged in rows. Where? On rugs. And then there's rugs that are spread out because sometimes you want to sit on a chair, sometimes on a bed, sometimes on the floor. Isn't it? And people also have different preferences. Some people love to sit on or they must sit on a higher place, a couch or a chair. And other people, they cannot be comfortable unless they get what? The floor to just lie down on. أَفَلَا hmm? Do they not look at إِلَى ibili At the camels. كَيْفَ خُلِقَتْ How they have been created. Here, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions the camel. And then, وَإِلَى السَّمَاءِ كَيْفَ رُفِعَتْ The sky is mentioned. And then, وَإِلَى الْجِبَالِ Mountains. And then the earth are mentioned. Why are they mentioned all of a sudden? After the description of paradise, why is this world mentioned? That look at this world that you live in. Look at the amazing creation that Allah has created here. Look at the elevated sky and the deeply rooted mountains. Look at this massive earth that you live on. If Allah can create this earth, why can He not create Jannah? Because when you read descriptions of Jannah, sometimes shaitan you know, puts doubts in your heart. How is that possible? How is that? Of course it is possible. Because if Allah can create this earth, He can definitely create Jannah with all its pleasures. So what is mentioned as proof? That أَفَلَا يَنظُرُونَ إِلَى الْإِبِلِ Have they not looked at the camels? كَيْفَ خُلِقَتْ How are they created? If you think about it, there's different creatures that could have been mentioned. Cow, bull, goat, right? But what is mentioned? Camel. Because camel is a very unique animal in terms of its physical body, in terms of its strength, in terms of its form, in terms of its abilities. You see, in a hadith we learn that, hadith in Ibn Majah, camels خُلِقَتْ مِنَ الشَّيَاطِينَ That they have been created from shayateen. What that means is that they are very different. They're not like other creatures. They're not like cows. They're not like goats. They're not like sheep. They are very different. Even though they fall in the category of the an'am, but they're very different in nature. How? That they're so strong. They're so tough. They can make it through so much harshness and roughness in terms of weather and journey, etc., climate, they have so much strength in them, but their origin is different. In their nature is something unique. And what is that unique thing about them? Does anybody know? Something that's similar to shayateen. Vengeful. Vengeful. They don't forget. You bother a camel, it's not going to forget. And I don't know if you've ever been close to a camel. 
from the back or from the side, it looks very, oh, camel. But when you look at its face, its huge mouth, it's like, I don't know, camels remind me of T-Rex. Maybe it's the size. And they're very vengeful. This is the reason why we have been prohibited from praying in camel pens. Meaning you can pray in an area where sheep are kept, where cows are kept, but not where camels are kept. And there have been many incidents in the past, till now, where camels, when they attack people, it's terrible. It's terrible. So here, the camel is mentioned. Remember that camels, they are very strong creatures. But despite their strength, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has subjected them to men, to people. I mean, look at how huge a camel is. It's difficult to even slaughter a camel. You know how camels are slaughtered? You can't make them lie down. Isn't it? You can't do that. So camels are basically tied up. You tie them to something like a, like a tree or a pole from where they cannot run. And then, while the camel is standing, a cut is made right in its vein. So then all the blood drains out and the camel falls down and then you can slaughter it. I watched a video where camel had been cut, meaning the throat had been cut. But even in that condition, the camel picked up the man in his mouth, picked him up and threw him. I was like, subhanAllah, what a strong creature this is. It's bleeding like somebody you know, opened a tap or something. But it has so much strength inside it that it can pick up a human being, a man, with its mouth, just jaws, pick him up and throw him with so much force on the other side. So look at how tough, how strong this creature is. And with that, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has subjected this creature to man. How? That you can tame a camel, you can ride it, you can put your load on it, you can milk it. Even the believer, the example of the believer is given that the believer is like a submissive camel. The believer is like who? A submissive camel. Wherever it is led, it yields. And wherever it is tied, it just stops there. أَفَلَا يَنظُرُونَ إِلَى الْإِبِلِ كَيْفَ خُلِقَتْ So huge, but so submissive, that even children can lead camels. And if you think about the camel, everything about it is so useful. The milk, the meat, the bones, even the skin, the fur. This is why the camel is described as Haluba, Rakuba, Akula, Hamula. Meaning, Haluba, you can take its halib, its milk. Rakuba, you can ride it. Akula, you can eat it. Hamula, you can put your stuff on it. You can use it for cargo, for shipping. And it's amazing how it lives in the desert. Desert. The hump of the camel, it can store up to 80 pounds of fat. Just the hump alone. And this fat, the camel breaks it down into water and energy when sustenance is not available. Camels can travel up to 100 miles without water. And camels rarely sweat. Even in 49 degrees Celsius, they don't sweat. Why? In order to conserve fluids. And a very thirsty camel can drink 30 gallons of water in only 13 minutes. It's like a sponge. 
the nostrils even if you look at the face of the camel the nostrils they can close can you imagine it can close its nostrils why so that sand doesn't get inside the eyebrows are bushy and there's two rows of eyelashes why so that the sand doesn't get into the eyes they have large tough lips why why so that they can eat dry and thorny desert vegetation they have big thick foot pads why so that they can walk on sand and they can carry large loads for up to 25 miles a day 40 kilometers just imagine afala yanzuruna ila al-ibli kayfa khuliqa this is just a camel think about the other creatures that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created so perfect for the environment that they have been created in wa ila samai have they not looked at the sky kayfa rufi'at how it has been raised meaning without any pillars wa ila al-jibali have they not looked at the mountains kayfa nusibat how they are planted installed nasbis to fix something right So how these mountains have been fixed, firmly planted, deeply rooted, wa ila al-ardi, and have they not looked at the earth, kayfa sutihat, how it has been spread out? Satr is to surface, to make smooth or plain. Okay, have you ever seen walls being made? Yeah, maybe a brick wall. I mean, here people make walls very differently, but even with these, you know, wood panels that they put, they put them, and then the part where they are being joined. they put a filler either inside or on top in order to smoothen it this is satr to smoothen flatten a surface this is satr and satr is also used for the roof of a house when when that is made flat and smooth so wa ila al ardi kayfa sutihat how allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has surfaced the earth meaning he has made it smooth in the sense that it's before you so you keep walking on it it's we know that the earth is round but it is flat for us you understand as we're walking as we're traveling do we feel like oh now we're going down do we feel that oh now we're going up no we only feel that when we're going on mountains but in general the earth the earth's surface is such that it's smooth for us made plain for us فَذَكِّرْ So, O Messenger, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, remind. Remind who? The people. إِنَّمَا أَنْتَ مُذَكِّرْ You are only a reminder. Meaning that is your responsibility. Remind how? By telling them about the difficulties of the Day of Judgment. By telling them about the punishment of hell and the rewards in paradise. And then remind them by mentioning these examples. لَسْتَ عَلَيْهِمْ بِمُسَيْتِرِ لَسْتَ You are not عَلَيْهِمْ over them, meaning over people, بِمُسَيْتِرِ at all a controller. سَيْطَرَ صَادِيَ طَارَ سَيْطَرَ is to be responsible over something. In what way? That you are responsible to look after it, to be aware of all of its circumstances, all of its conditions. Superintendent. لَسْتَ عَلَيْهِمْ بِمُسَيْطِرِ You are not a musaytir over people. Meaning your job is to convey. Not to ensure that people accept and they follow. So you keep checking on them. No, you can't force them. You just convey. إِلَّا مَنْ تَوَلَّا وَكَفَرُ 
illa except. And illa over here gives the meaning of lakin, but. Man tawalla, the one who turns away, wa kafara, and he disbelieves. Meaning you remind him, you advise him, but what does he do? He turns away and he rejects. Then is it your fault? No, because you conveyed. So then you leave his matter to who? To Allah. Allah will deal with this person. فَيُعَذِّبُهُ اللَّهُ Then Allah will punish him. With what? الْعَذَابَ الْأَكْبَرُ With the greatest punishment. سَيَصْلَى نَارًا kubra. This is the result of rejecting nasiha. إِنَّ إِلَيْنَا إِيَابَهُمْ Indeed to us is their return. إِيَاب Hamza wa'uba. Awab from the same root. What does Aba Ya'ubu mean? Rujur, to return. Inna ilayna iyabahum. All people are going to return to Allah sooner or later. Doesn't matter who they are, where they are, everyone has to go. And then ongoing, summa inna ilayna hisabahum. Then indeed upon us is their hisab, their account. Meaning we will call them to account. Allah will call everyone to account. Remember there's two types of hisab. One type is that a person's deeds are displayed and then a person is not questioned about his deeds. They're examined and then a person is forgiven. And the other type of hisab is as the deeds are examined, people will be interrogated. They will be asked. They will be questioned about their deeds. And we learn in hadith that مَن نُوقِشَ الْحِسَابُ عُذِّبَ Whoever is interrogated in his hisab, then he is going to be punished. ثُمَّ إِنَّ عَلَيْنَا حِسَابَهُمْ This is why we have been asked to make dua. We have been taught the dua that اللَّهُمَّ حَاسِبْنِي حِسَابًا يَسِيرًا In Surah Al-Baqarah, 284, Allah says, وَإِن تُبْدُوا مَا فِي أَنفُسِكُمْ أَوْ تُخْفُوهُ يُحَاسِبُكُمْ بِهِ اللَّهِ Whether you reveal what is in your heart or you hide it, Allah can hold you accountable for that. ثُمَّ إِنَّ عَلَيْنَا حِسَابَهُمْ Recitation of these verses. بِسْمِ اللَّهِ الرَّحْمَنِ الرَّحِيمِ هل أتاك حديث الغاشية وجوه يومئذ خاشعة عاملة ناصبة تصلى نارا حامية تسقى من عين آنية ليس لهم طعام إلا من ضريع لا يسمن ولا يغني من جوع وجوه يومئذ ناعمة لسعيها راضية في جنة عالية لا تسمع فيها لاغية فيها عين جارية فيها سرر مرفوعة وأكواب موضوعة ونمارق مصفوفة وزرابي مبثوثة 
You see over here, this is a threat that the Prophet's responsibility is to convey and warn. He is not an in charge over people to ensure that they accept and they follow. And this is the role of the da'i, to convey, to warn. And now it is the responsibility of the individual, of the person who has been warned, هَلْ أَتَاكَ حَدِيثُ الْغَاشِيَةِ To whom the news of al-ghashiyah has reached, it is their responsibility to bring the required change in their lives. And if they don't, they turn away, then what happens? This is a threat that how long are they going to forget and ignore this reality? Inna ilayna iyabahum. Everyone is going to return to Allah. Everyone. And then on return, there will be hisab. Subhanakallahumma bihamdik. Ashadu an la ilaha illa anta. Astaghfiruka wa atubu ilayk. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.